Hello and welcome to Vet Chloe on the Road. Insights from real people making positive change for our planet. I am Chloe, a veterinarian who has an interest in wildlife and all things environmental. And this is a show for people who would like to connect, learn and prioritize caring for our beautiful green and blue world. Come join me as I travel around Australia in my van, Layla. Let's share all things conservation and meet all the inspiring environmental heroes along the way. And on today's episode, do you want to learn more about the grassroots campaign Stop Adani? To stop a coal mine that, if approved, will trash indigenous rights and the environment, particularly the Great Barrier Reef. If you have not heard of Stop Adani or have but want to understand more, then listen in as I speak with the informative ex-journalist and passionate environmentalist Alison Mason. Again, you'll hear me, but apologies for the microphone not working in the interview. Ah, technical glitches such as life, but I hope you still enjoy. Welcome to the show, Alison. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Chloe. Nice to be asked. Oh, yes, absolutely. And just want to apologize to listeners, the microphone um, wasn't working this morning, so we're just making do um, through the laptop. I have quite a deep voice, so it should work okay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> fabulous. Um, and we're here just outside um, Cannondale Beach, which is where you live, isn't it? I live here for the, yeah. for the present time. I do. I moved here three years ago. Yes, just outside of Airlie this is. Yeah. yeah, outside of Airlie Beach, so they call that central Queensland. Yes. Um, not quite North Queensland, but we're getting up to North Queensland. It is in North Queensland. Yeah. Um, Fabulous. It's a good little spot. And I'd just love for you to um, introduce yourself. You know, what is your background, Alison? Okay, my background is I always wanted to be a journalist when I was a child. Yeah. <laughs> Asking hard questions. And I actually did become one. But having done the course, I moved into newspapers Having done the degree, I moved into newspapers and worked for a long time for the evil Murdoch Corporation, as we all know it, (laughs) and uh, took a redundancy package when they realized they couldn't really make money out of um, the online channel challenge came to journalism. So online journalism was a challenge. They thought, oh, we'll save money by getting rid of a lot of sub-editors and things like that. At the time, I was a sub-editor. Okay. Took a redundancy package, decided to travel and went to England for six years. Okay, lovely. And then I came back three years ago. So I've been in Ellie Beach for three years. Oh, very good. And are you from here originally? No, I'm from Brisbane. I was born and bred in Brisbane. Okay, yes. Mm. And journalism, did you enjoy it? My mother was a journalist. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, did you enjoy that industry, that line of work? I did. Pros, cons? Um, I did. I was... I did have a frustration with the news as it sort of portrayed, like the, the breaking stories. I mean... I actually sort of moved myself more towards feature writing and arts to get a sort of a niche that I was happier in and uh, ended up doing so editing when I had my son because that was more work-friendly, well, you know, family-friendly kind of hours. Yeah, I bet. Not getting called out to ambulances, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know. (laughs) (laughs) And we met last weekend. Yep. Um, You had a stall at the Early Beach Saturday morning markets. And the big Stop Adani banners got my attention because I'm always ears up for these kind of campaigns. Well, yeah, it's the Stop Adani Early Beach stall. And that's um, of special significance here because we live on the Great Barrier Reef. We can see the islands from where we're sitting right now. Some of them Some of the 74 islands that make up the Great Barrier Reef. And the group formed because originally uh, the port where the coal is shipped out from is only north of here at Bolan. 
Mm. And uh, to dredge that port when they were making it, they wanted to dump the dredge silt onto the top of the reef. Mm-hmm. They oh thought that God. was a really great idea. Oh God. <laughs> so a lot of locals harnessed forces and formed a group called RAD, resident, Whitsunday Residents Against Dumping. And we won that battle to stop the dredged boils being dropped onto the reef. But the battle continued when the plans to activate this Carmichael mine in the outback um, mm. arose. And that's what Adani is after, this call. Uh, yes. Gautam Adani is an Indian billionaire who wants to, who has taken out a mining lease in the Carmichael mine area. It's out back of Emerald, um, so near Rockhampton mm. in the outback. Yeah. And if this lease is um, fulfilled that he gets to open this mine, there are about 10 other mining leases there mm-hmm. held by other people who will be able to open up back-to-back piggybacking mm. on his mine so the transport infrastructure the things will be there and available for these other mines to start and that's why it's going to be the biggest mine, coal mine single coal mine in the southern hemisphere if these oh, mines all sort of domino effects start up in yep. one great big catastrophic line from <laughs> the yeah. back of Rockhampton to the back of Townsville almost yeah absolutely so you could do a 10-hour drive and not see anything but coal mine on an inland journey oh wow it feels so much real being here physically located. You know, down in Sydney, I had heard of it. And to be honest, this was something that really kind of angered and frustrated me that made me want to jump in my van and kind of feel more part of um, environmental movements um, for fulfillment in my own life. Um, yeah. And it's great meeting you, seeing the Great Barrier. And actually, um, I was telling you how I did a vet locum in air. And one of the vet students following me for the week is from a cattle station um, which is about three and a half Bermudas. It's a <laughs> uh, 45,000 acre property. And um, she was telling me that they're already, um, they already have dirt roads there ready for Adani. Um, luckily, the, the railway has been relocated from her property, but it's pretty much imposed on her neighbor. Mm. It just made me more frightened. Um, this has happened, that conversation with me and her since I last saw you. Okay. It gave me the impression that it's happening. It's happening, yes. It's happening. Are we able to stop it? it well, we are still trying, and there yeah. are still ways we can. The primary way is for the government to say that, no, it is too risky, a proposition to have this mine and to ship this coal through the Great Barrier Reef with an extra 500 uh, ships a year going to India with this fairly low-quality uh, coal. There is it's opportunity not- to do that, yeah. Um the water licenses, while they have, there are some signing off still to be done before he can actually start digging coal. Mm. That cannot happen. He has got things to a few more hoops to jump through. So gotcha. we have still got a chance to stop it. And uh, yeah, it'd be great, wouldn't it, having a, a coal railway just passing <laughs> by your property? I know. <laughs> and I've heard them in the outback here, just out the back of here, because there is a, there is rail um, transport for coal um, uh, already, and. Uh, they're, they're 84. A coal uh, transport tra- freight train is 84 carriages of coal um, wow. long. So that'd be great hearing that hustle yeah. through your Come property through. every night. And she was saying that about 5K either side of the railway, the coal soot settles and the cattle don't eat it. Um, anyway, the farmers are directly affected, but we all are. We all are. Um, the world is because if we lose the reef, which we, you know, it's 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 in dire trouble at the moment with yeah. two episodes of back-to-back 
uh, coral bleaching from ocean acidification and warming seas. And that's the reason why we want to stop the mine, for warming, you know, to stop, to limit warming, you know. Yeah, the holistic approach, the big picture, because coral is apparently the single biggest contributor to dangerous global warming. It is, it is. (laughs) One of the main contributors. And this coal is going to India for them to burn and use? Yes, it is. You say it's a lower quality coal? Uh, It can't be burnt in Australia. It's not compatible with the power stations here, but they do um, burn this. this, It's anticipated it'll be shipped to India. Yeah, yeah. And I checked out um, the website Stapadani, um, as you recommended. There's lots of great info there. Yeah. um, To sort of update listeners, they say things like, um, uh, this coal mine will sort of drain, pollute our water supply, harms our health, destroys natural landscape. Um, You know, there's so much wrong with it, so many elements. Um, And also indigenous rights. It's just, um, Uh, it's it's awful. The the federal government tried to strike out native title to remove actually the right for indigenous people to have title over their own lands um, Uh, in order to facilitate this this? mine. Yes, so we really need to lobby the government and the best thing would be to to contact your Mm. local member, federal member, um, and Mm. say you are against it. Now... You are not alone. There's 84% of Australians who don't want the mine and mm. the government clearly isn't listening to how they can get votes if they want to win power or yeah. hold on to it because with 84% of people being against new coal, yeah. one would think that would be the policy you would adopt. Yeah. This is where I would love your insight or your um, take on this because it doesn't make sense to me from the surface, from the website, from seeing all these people um, petitioning around the country, all those with Stopadani um, human signs, you know, on beaches and things. Yes. There's obviously a big uh, push, and a lot of it is seen more on social media than necessarily the papers. The news, yes, it's um, not on the news. Why isn't it on the news? On that? When 84% of the country does a demonstration, how come that's not on the news? Yeah. Yeah, big question, isn't it? Mm. So I can only assume that uh, the coal uh, lobby and fossil fuel lobby, which is huge around the world and is experiencing mm, a point where, a tipping point where it's gone, mm, there's a lot of people against us, but we still want to dig our dirty coal and make our money. Yeah. So we're just going to come down like, you know, a great, you know, in a great cacophony of digging the last bit of, um, of the stuff out of, these, uh, out of the earth. And they want to do that. They want to keep making their money. They don't want the views of people who mm. don't want the pollution, don't want the emissions, want to, you know, save the planet. They don't want us to be hurt so they mm. can continue on their destructive ways. That's the only way that I can uh, yeah. think. So someone's making out from it. There's a reason. Um, financially, I guess. Well, yeah, coal mining. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's been a boom industry in Australia for a long time. Um, boom bust cycle of coal mining and and, and mineral mining. Yeah. Um, has been one of Australia's biggest um, industries, and indeed Australia is the uh, largest coal exporter in the world. You know, really? Yeah, Queensland is the second largest coal country. You know, if you look at it that way, yeah. Australia imports the most coal uh, exports. Sorry, exports, um, and Queensland is the second largest exporter of coal. So yeah. it's money, but not so much money for us. Because nowadays, mining is automated. And indeed, this Adani Mm. mine would be fully robotized. Yes. So one of the ways they've tried to cut through our arguments is by saying, it's about jobs and growth. Well, (laughs) there are actually 1,464 jobs that may be available if this mine starts. And that is around Australia. So that's down to the secretary sitting in the office in Perth. 
yep. uh, to to everyone else involved in the mine. Not miners on the ground in the mine. Mm. They're robots. Yeah. They're robot trucks. That's all that. automated, isn't it? So that's a bit all of a um, secret, um, unknown reality of what yeah. would happen. Yeah, it's it's one of the you know lines that uh, politicians will speak you know about jobs and growth, but yeah, there's no jobs. Yeah, there and what's no awful is that you know you can see through it, but they might convince some. This is what politics is often about: is um, how they seem to mm. what actually is. Yeah, happening. well, they're presenting a scenario where you know your regional area will you know experience a boom. Your mar- the real estate market prices will go up. Your house prices will go up. Yeah. you'll be able to get jobs. You know. The infrastructure will improve, you know. It's generally a net deficit when mines do start in an area because it's a boom-bust cycle. So while you might have a little bit of a, a glitch of, you know, oh, great times, you know, soon um, as it takes its toll on the roads, on things. I mean, mines don't actually pay for schools and hospitals. They try to imagine that, that to, to present the case that it, they do. They mm-hmm. don't. We pay for them. The taxpayer pays for all the infrastructure surrounding a mine. Mm. So it's actually extra expense to to us to you know, have to host mines yeah. in our backyards. Just does not make sense. And the fact that the coal is freighted out, and there there are a few regulations governing um, covering of it. So yeah, you do get particulate dust wherever you get your trucking mm. and, and freighting tra- uh, coal around, and that is one particular problem in the port area because there was a great coal spill. We had a cyclone last March called Cyclone Debbie. And the Adani port operation, which already trucks some um, uh, transports coal out from its existing port. The mine hasn't started, but they are doing that port operation side of it, taking other people's coal away. Mm. They applied for a license to release water, extra water, given that they thought well, there's going to be a lot of rain, there's a cyclone coming. Mm-hmm. Applied for a license to release it into Cayley Valley Wetlands, got permission for an extra um, uh, license to do this and then proceeded to pump 800 times uh, water that was polluted with 800 times the um, level of particulate coal particulate in it into the Cayley Valley wetlands, a beautiful bird and wildlife um, wetlands area, which is a lagoon, an ocean lagoon of the Great Barrier Reef. So we're going straight into Uh the reef with that coal water. And um, it, which contains P, what's what's called PAH. Don't ask me to spell it <laughs> or, or read that word out, but it's uh, it's uh, toxic. It's the most toxic thing known to to li- any form God, of life. God, how distressing! Any form of life at all, and that went into the water uh, of the great waters of the Great Barrier Reef and the wetlands. And now that company is refusing to pay the twelve thousand dollar fine, which the state government fined them. For doing yeah, which that. is hardly much of a. Um, it's petty cash, petty isn't cash, it? Petty cash, yeah, that's it. Petty cash for for a billionaire who's got sixteen billion, and he won't even pay that. But it's not a yeah. Oh, that's awful. I must say, um, the the Great Barrier Reef um, under threat is huge. I watched that documentary. Um, Chasing Coral. Chasing Coral. That's to, great, isn't it? It is. Very yeah. good one. Actually, it motivated me so much that I... Um, Sad, wrote, though. It is. Oh, it's very upsetting. But um, I wanted to see if our Prime Minister and Environmental Minister had watched it, so I wrote them both a letter. Oh, great. <laughs> what did they say? Um, they came back. I was quite impressed. I got the Secretary of um, the then Prime Minister, Malcolm Turnbull. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, things have changed here. Um, uh, it, it was obviously a very generic um, letter. Um, he didn't answer my question, which was, have you watched this documentary? Yes, yes. I recommend it. That was yes. literally the 
the kind of um, vibe of my letter. Good, um, yeah, I did mention, you know, how uh, it distresses me, the Great Barrier Reef's health, and, and what are we doing about it. He did come back quite defensive about Adani. I never mentioned Adani, but mm. I guess he uh, was just on the defense. And actually, yeah. that's where I kind of became more cluey. Um, yeah. To What's happening here? Exactly, yeah. Why Why, why, why mention Adani? Yeah, when I haven't actually... I basically just want you to, to, to watch this documentary and for me to feel that you care. And I didn't quite get that impression because they just talked about how many billions they're putting into the Great Barrier Reef project or something like this. And I didn't really care about the money going in. I kind of wanted to know the action. Um, he came back within two weeks, though, which was great. Yeah. Um, that was comforting. Um, the environmental minister maybe. Um, two months, um, but it was him personally. Um, his was a bit more um, thoughtful, I thought, um, but on a similar line, um, did not answer my question of, did you watch the documentary? That was the Environment and Energy Minister. What oh. a great mix that is. What is with energy that Energy and Environment. I don't know, but um, Donald Trump started it, didn't he? I think he's got <laughs> an Energy and Environment Minister as well. They put oh. it all together in Rex Tillerson, who was obviously ExxonMobil. So, yeah, he, he's a great man yeah. to lead on the environment. Yeah. Oh, Lord. But, I, you know, I really do recommend people to sit down, write a letter. I actually just Googled how to write a letter to your prime minister. Oh, that's so, a I, idea. so I understood yeah. how to write your honourable or how to letter, how to, how to rem- remember the school of uh, writing a etiquette, letter. Etiquette, etiquette of writing to your <laughs> local representative. Address, date, all the rest. Yeah. So, um, But it, it was a good exercise. And, um, you know, from that documentary, basically people are unsure. Coral bleaching is when the corals become stressed by changing conditions. And that's either uh, temperature, light, nutrients. And they basically expel the symbiotic algae living in their tissues, causing them to turn completely white. Um, The good news is that coral can recover from bleaching, only if the algae loss is not prolonged and the stress conditions do not continue. So So the stress conditions we're talking about there is is warming, uh, mainly the stresses. And um, to reduce warming of the seas, we need to reduce emissions and global warming. Yeah. Uh, so temperatures will will uh, not be high in the ocean. And, you know, from that Adani website, they were saying that the burning of the coal from Adani's massive new coal mine will drive climate change, and scientists predict it will kill large tracts of the Great Barrier Reef within 20 years, which yes. is one of the seven wonders of the world. You know, you can see it from um, space, the mm-hmm. Great Barrier Reef. Yeah. Um, I take tourists out um, to boat on boat trips, on sailing boat trips. On, in, you know, they go snorkeling. And 50, there was a man on the boat who'd come out 30 years ago mm. and gone dive, or snorkeling on the reef and then went out again the other day. And when he came back, he was crying on the bus oh. because he said, you know, that we have lost so much. We have lost so much because it was a wonderland of colour mm. and it was just so vibrant. And that was what it was like everywhere, including the fringing reefs right. lining the shores of all of this area. Yeah. You could have taken a snorkel and a mask on the fringing reefs, you know, just near where we're sitting and gone and see colourful coral mm, around the no edges. Longer. But you know, it's um, And that's directly day. linked with global Yes, it is. I mean, rising. sometimes in summer, to go swimming here, it's hotter than taking a bath. It feels that way, you know. It doesn't wow. feel comfortable to me to be swimming, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, it's probably, it's a warm area. It's hot climate up here. But, you know, it's obviously an indication that um, coral can't survive in those sort of temperatures. So yeah. that's why your fringing reefs have gone over time. You know, yeah, things have got warmer. Do you happen to know how much of the Great Barrier Reef has become 
um, damaged? 50% of it is. Yeah. It's 50 to 70% is damaged. And that's in recent and times. Yes, in, in the last two, you know, last two years for the last um, back-to-back bleaching. Yikes. Um, there's a capacity for it to come back, as you say, but some of it is irreparably damaged. Yeah. And um, a lot of it can come back, but yeah. And what is the solution to this? <laughs> um, broad question, but I'd love your take on Oh, well, you know, 42 is the number. No. (laughs) (laughs) We do have to limit. We do have to limit warming. We do have to control emissions. We do have to stop new coal. We have to end, um, you know, we have to reduce our emissions from carbon emissions from driving our cars. We have to go to alternative energy. We have to repower with solar which is quite an easy prospect to do in Australia with you know, the sunniest, but they are trying to force new coal down our throats again mm. and new coal, and open up new coal mines. The bizarre idea of opening up new coal-fired power stations here is the most preposterous thing because, one, it's econom- uneconomical. Solar power is cheaper to install from yeah. as infrastructure from the ground up now. Coal does not compete. Wow. So it's so not we've, a viable we've hit that thing. point where we've hit renewable point. is now... Yeah. Cheaper, and so that's important the market for... will decide. Except governments are trying to set in train things where coal's subsidised. You know, coal, building coal-fired power stations are going to be subsidised, mm. and the subsidies that existed to encourage solar and, and renewables will be reduced. So, uh, right. have been reduced by the government. So, right. we need to get on board and just really make sure we hammer home that we need change, and change has got to start now. Because it's our future. It's the future of all of us. You know? Yeah. And um, it's been proven in the past that people power, getting vocal, active, can... I mean, it's incredible. As you say, 84% are against these coal mines, but maybe we're not loud enough or... I think we I need know. to step up ourselves. We need good candidates to stand as independents and yeah, okay. to, to, to really represent us. Because the candidates now in power are not representing us. They're representing their own interests the thought that they might get a job with what some of these great big lobby groups that are very powerful and rich, the think tanks, like uh, the ones that have are in America that M- Rupert Murdoch started, um, the Heartland Institute in America. That actually, you know, one of our our local federal um, member of parliament, George Christensen, he was funded to go to America to attend climate science denial denial lectures yes oh, and to no. come and it's this is funded by the tobacco lobby oh, and, and the fossil fuel lobby that's who he was funded by promptly he comes back to australia and argues against the new packaging for cigarettes which was you know the plain packaging laws which the australian to, to reduce smoking he argued against that for the tobacco lobby and he's arguing for coal-fired power stations because he was funded by these by this think right. tank so they're the people we need to get out and we need to step up and represent ourselves. Yeah. Honestly. Because it can be very um, distressing um, and uh, um, disenchanting when you feel not represented. Because yeah. the people I talk to on a daily basis um, have good values and, and um, morals. They do. But yeah. the ones I see on the screen don't, um, obviously. <laughs> but no one really wants, the good people don't really want to get involved in politics, no. which is a shame. Ooh, the political class have become so corrupt. And so um, self-centred, they yeah. only care about this, their, their own interests and the interests of those who fund them, that they don't care about us anymore and they're not actually working mm. for us. 
That's yeah. so who wants to go into a system where you're operating in that climate? Environment, you know? Yeah, it looks nasty. Yeah. It is, you know. Have you ever thought about getting into politics? I think you'd be brilliant uh, at oh, it. Oh, thank you, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> no. Even locally or I did think about acting once. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of the same, isn't it? <laughs> Put it on the front. No, I would uh, actually be, you know, serious if I was a, if I was in yeah. yeah, and I would be good. But I yeah. have thought about it. Yeah, I, I can't seem to settle down. That's my problem. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm certainly coming from a journalist background. You would be great with um, um, arguments, conversation, meeting people, finding out the real, um, mm. you know, um, people's real motives. I did meet a person called Bruce Curry, a man who owns a cattle property. Um, it's in the outback near where the Carmichael mine is going to be starting. And he's an independent candidate and he's doing it. So if Mm. anyone in that uh, area near Jericho, the town of Jericho, vote for Bruce Curry because he is an honest broker and he's one of us that's standing up Mm. for what's right. Standing up for the indigenous land rights in his area, the Wangan and Jangaloo people who's land title are threatened by the Adani mine and they're trying to knock it out so that the mine can go ahead. Bruce Curry is awesome. He's a water campaigner. Um, another area near him, and the Dung Mabala Springs, which Adani has yet to identify the source of. Um, no one knows where the source of those springs are. So the mine can't go ahead. Um, but he wants to use the water from those springs yeah. and the water from the Great Artesian Basin to, to use to wash coal and to, in his operation. Yeah. So um, Bruce is fighting that. Bruce Curry, he's awesome. Oh, Boat brilliant. That's so that area. comforting to know. And it does. It's heartening to know that people it are is. stepping up. Yeah. He's definitely stepped and up. And I hope that he s- stays in the environment that could be a bit hostile. Yeah. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Yeah. Yeah. He's an honest broker. Yeah. Oh, that's that's good to know. Um, so Oliver and I, um, we are traveling up north. We will be diving on the Great Barrier Reef. I'm actually oh, a little great. bit nervous. Oh, because um, I, I want to be as beautiful Aww. as I, you know, yeah. um, because um, of what I'm hearing. Um it makes me sad. I, I hope that we haven't pushed the earth too far. Um, I mean, we all know that um, even with your own bodies, we have a great ability to heal if we allow yes. it to. Um, that gives me some inspiration. I think rest, um, if we just allow the earth to rest, um, I do hope that it can heal. There are um, other other things that small projects, you know, killing crown of thorn starfish, that, that's, that's a threat to the reef as well. Um, that are happening, but these are minor details. The main thing we need to do is to reduce emissions, to reduce warming seas, and so if we keep on that, um, we you know we have a chance yeah. of, of getting pockets of it back to to good health. Yeah, it'll be pockets, and it'll be a slow process, and we'll need to be continuously dedicated yeah, to it. Yeah, definitely. We can't take our eyes off it, and we're actually at a critical point yeah. where to limit um, to the Paris Climate Accord. Two degrees of warming, we're not going to even hit that. You know, we're not going to hit 1.5, we're not going to hit 2%. Yeah. We're going to be over. So we've got to try all we can yep. because otherwise it will be gone. And are you aware of um, what the other countries are like? Is Australia pretty bad when it comes to... Yes, we have a high, yeah, very <laughs> uh, bad. Who's doing well? Who we're the, one we... of the biggest polluters in the whole world. Oh, we goodness. use more electricity. We, you know, we are a polluter. Yeah. And um, who can we look towards that is uh, some inspiration that's doing it maybe properly? Is it the Scandinavians or...? Um... Well, you might know more about 
that yeah. than me. I actually will. They look, are quite good in Scandinavia. I'll look they? into it and I'll probably put it into my show notes, listeners. I often come across um, more questions as I interview. Mm, um, mm. But um, well, I've met, mainly been involved in this local campaign, and there have been a lot of things to be involved with here. Um, yeah. With the you know, stopping the Adani mine because we're so close to the port. Yes. So people who have been doing frontline action. Um, on this, I've been closely involved with in supporting them. Uh, they were, as individuals, fined $8,000 for doing a port protest against the Adani mine. Now, remember what? back to when we were talking about Adani pumped 800% <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> more coal particulate into the Great Barrier Reef than he was allowed to, and he refused to pay the $12,000 fine. Remember when we were saying that? <laughs> well, my friends, 10 port activists were fined $8,000 <gasps> each by a local magistrate. And oh. um, for doing a protest. Ah. Oh. So, how do you how do you measure that up on the you know, on it's the justice so scales, isn't it? Oh yeah. God. Eighty thousand for a group of protesters, twelve thousand for a polluter, and the polluter doesn't want to pay. Yeah. Oh God. And also, this whole Adani thing is being funded by um, Australian taxpayers, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're putting in the infrastructure for him. I don't <clears> see. <throat> Mister Adani doesn't want to use any of his own money to develop it. And, um, and he's trying to pay off debts of his own. Yes. He's got a background, a bad history of corruption and... Um, In India, he is facing um, charges of um, borrowing money through an agricultural bank, which was um, part of it was siphoned off into a, to a family trust. They're yeah. investigating it and prosecuting him there over in India now, um, the Department of Revenue over there. Yeah. Um, so the plan was to lend him a billion dollars of taxpayers' payers funds here and <clears throat> on any on anyone's measure one would think that given his history it probably wasn't a good loan yeah it wasn't a good I idea know. because you know maybe we won't get it back so you've already done that no okay, we've put still... the whole, we've, we've been protesting and we've tried we've stopped it yeah we've, okay we've stopped it there's just been a senate inquiry into the proposition to loan him money yeah. and uh that that sort of basically uh, has been taken off the table for the time being because yeah. it got a bit too hot for the the government so yeah. yeah but there are other plans there's uh, another fund that they um the government set up basically slush funds to start coal mining and um have been trying to uh process you know loans to uh coal and we've been trying to stop them every time they do it mm. um, so we've had a lot of success um it's taken a lot of effort from people and you know there's yeah. a lot of people behind like in the stop adani movement Stop it, movement is huge. From the day it was born, it's the biggest mm. environmental movement Australia's ever had. I think it reaches everyone. It it, everyone, everyone is aware of the Stop Adani campaign, grassroots, and um, lots of information out there on it. And I must say that it does make me want to be a lot more um, vigilant at watching politics and understanding what they're doing. Um, also, my own behaviour with energy use, um, yeah. starting with myself. But then I think, I guess, as I'm uh, becoming feeling more and more like an adult. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you know, you start to take on more and more responsibilities, and I think one of them is um, being more aware of uh, what politics are doing. I never used yeah. to be a strong interest of mine, but now I'm um, having more of a genuine interest in it. Um, and what, what do they say? I think things like um, to really help people, for example, stop smoking, they say that they need to have great fear um, to actually get them to take action. And mm -hmm. similar to me, I've actually experienced some real visceral fear wow. about the planet, and it does mm. make you take action. So fear can be very helpful, I think, if you harness it 
Yes. Um, the other thing we're also facing as 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 people is uh, sadness and the grief that's associated grief, with um, losing the our iconic national emblems like the koalas because they've been land clearing, yeah. um, like you know nine thousand threatened species that are you know on the brink of extinction in Australia because of you know mining and other kind of industrialisation. Um, so that induces sort of grief. Yeah. And uh, some people's reaction to grief, you know, you go through various stages, is to, to ignore, deny, hide your, hide, Ooh, hide yeah. put your head in the sand. Um, I think I experienced that. <laughs> one day, yes, and a lot of people do. Well, why? Well, I can't do anything about it. Mm. I may as well just continue what I'm doing and live my life out to, to and have a great time, you know. Yeah. But I'll put my head in the sand on the issues that may, you know, um, help to change things. But you need to sort of confront it and then um, work out ways that you can deal with it in your own life because um, every little bit helps and then, you know, the collective willpower comes together. Yeah. And if everyone's trying, yeah. we're all trying, Definitely. maybe we'll get somewhere. Maybe we'll get there. I do see it like a triangle, you know, the, the very tip of the triangle is sort of um, the, the powerful, um, maybe corrupt people. But yeah. beneath it is a big mass of good people that people are, are good. Yeah, people are good. That people are kind and know what's right. Um, have a conscience, and I, I just want to flip that triangle. Yeah, <laughs> um, so tip it right I'll, over. Tip it over. So I would love for you to, um, before I ask my um, wrap up question, um, what can we do? What's your from your take? We kind of touched on it a bit, but um, we need to vote out new coal. So anyone who anyone who is standing as a candidate who has a policy of new 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 uh, having new coal power stations in Australia. Of opening up new coal mines, just don't vote for them. Vote the other way. Vote for good, strong, independent candidates who you know represent the people, and um, keep lobbying your local MPs as to your views. That may include ringing them up every now and then. That may include having a little lesson on how to write a letter to your <laughs> politician, and then writing a letter expressing your views. Let them know how you feel, and if there's on September the 8th, if there is a Rise for Climate protest demonstration uh, where people are getting together worldwide mm. to talk about climate change and to, you know, lead the, lead the uh, charge to, um, towards a better future, why don't you attend it? Wear a yellow T-shirt with a cross on it. <laughs> <laughs> that is the emblem of Rise for Climate. Uh, so that's something you can do on September the 8th, Saturday. And That's good to know. keep writing, keep protesting, keep plugging away and support each other. Yeah. Support each other. Because in the environment movement, there is um, a sadness. In the movie that you mentioned before, Chasing Coral, have you ever seen so many marine biologists and scientists crying in one movie? No. <laughs> it's very sad how yeah. they went down. They did multi-dives yes. to, to do all their scientific monitoring when they came up take the mask off, you know, and yeah. they were literally in tears because yeah. it is just so sad what they've seen, you know, yeah. in a short period of time, the death and destruction of the reef that they've seen, that it was very sad to watch them all crying. Yeah, but definitely. support each other in the movement. Oh, no, Help and stand together, you know, and, yeah. you know, be real. Yeah, real it's almost like a battle, isn't it? It, it is. almost feels like, um, you know, rallying the troops. It is. Um, it is the war. Who it's, wants to sign up? And it's the fight, fight of fight. our lifetime. <laughs> it is the fight of our lifetime. This I one. agree. Yeah, because I, what I what really resonated with me was, you know, even last Saturday, you said, you know, we're in an extinction crisis. I think yeah. you said. Yeah. Um, I really do think that uh, things are bad, um, and we all need to help in whatever way we can. Um, so I feel like. Um, it was great to connect with you because um, 
on your on your wavelength. Yeah, yeah so, and it was lovely to to see someone else, um, even more so, um, you know, taking action and motivated. And I would love to ask you my final question, which sure. is, um, how do you stay inspired? How do I stay inspired? Wow, I have always been a glass half full person, yes. not half empty. <laughs> and I just can't help myself. I just keep on yeah, thinking of that trait. glass half full, you know. And there's always, you know, I kind of always look on the bright side of life, I suppose, you know. Yeah. Although I do have my dark moments. Yes. <laughs> but I just try to be so positive. So innately, yeah, and that's always served you well. It has served me well, yeah. But, you know, I hang around, the, the, you know, good people. Stay with good people. Be around good people. If the people aren't good, if, they, if you know, if they're, if they're not, if you can't achieve what you want to achieve, life is me- meant to be about having fun. It is meant to be about doing good things. It is meant to be about respecting one another. And I think if you start from a position of respect with whomever you deal with, um, then yeah. you, you um, affect change on a positive level in your life. Yeah. And that's what I try to do. Oh, I think there's great wisdom in what you just we said. We need to respect our environment yeah. and all the people and animals and everything that's in it. Yeah. And then if you have that as a rule, obviously coal mining is not really respecting your environment when yeah. we have alternatives that we can use. We don't have to go back to, um, you know, technology from the 1800s yeah. to yeah. support our life now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, no, that's great. And I think that's going to be helpful for for listeners. we kind of got to think about the, the emotional side behind it all. And um, are there any petitions that we could sign? I guess if we just do a general Google search on Adani, we'll come across things. Do a Google search. We have a water petition that we really need um, to people to get the state government in Queensland, Leanne Enoch, to sign um, forcing her before the 7th of September when the time period for extracting this fine from, from Adani for polluting the wetlands. Mm. It elapses. If the state government doesn't move forward with that fine and actually fine them $12,000 like they said they were going to, mm. that lapses and Adani gets away with that. Right. Um, and as has been shown in India, where he's polluted everywhere, um, wetlands, salt marshes, taken away fishing, um, you know, yeah. Things, yeah. Uh, don't let him start doing that because it seems to be a sequestration of land through environmental destruction. So he sequesters more land and more oh land destroys, God. you know, and the, the boundaries go out. God, his conscious level must be just non-existent. Oh, I don't think um, he's going to come back as, what, you, what would he be reincarnated oh as? God. Oh, God. You're, you're a vet. Yeah, what would he what? be? <laughs> in the animal world. I guess, I guess all lives are precious, but yeah, he, he, might, he might be easily smushed somewhere. <laughs> so, um, we're talking ant? Yes, exactly. Some sort of insect, I'm, I'm thinking. Um, and uh, so if we Google those sort of keywords. Yeah, there's um, a petition um, uh, to Leanne Enoch, who is the um, state minister responsible for um, instituting this fine. So, yeah, just Google Leanne Enoch and uh, stop great. a dine petition and sign that. Okay, asking her lovely. to find him. I'll put those in my show notes too so you can find the links easily. Well, just want to say thank you so much, Alison, for your time here. You're very welcome. Very informative. It's been lovely meeting you, Chloe. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, very um, good. Best wishes on your trip. Thank I can't you. wait to hear the next episode. That's right. We'll stay in touch. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening, guys, and I hope this has helped you feel more informed, inspired, and wanting to get more involved in huge environmental issues like this campaign of Stop Adani. What a pleasure it was to become friends and have Alison on the show. As always, check out the show notes, particularly if you want to find out more and to sign the petition links I will provide. 
This interview very much highlighted the importance of keeping a closer eye on the political climate and making sure our voices are being heard, and I hope it has done the same for you too. And if you like the show, I'll be most grateful if you could tell a friend, subscribe, or rate and review on iTunes. It all helps. Next episode, my brother Oliver and I will have done the Great Barrier Reef. It feels good to have gotten the backstory on its protection before we go and enjoy it, one of the seven wonders of the world. Through Allison, I made a contact, an Aussie called Craig Kelly, who has retired but is keeping busy as he travels from northern Queensland down the east coast of Australia, volunteering, offering his help to Aussie farmers suffering from the drought. Our chat gives a great insight into this. Although it is not strictly conservation, the topic of the environment has to be big picture and holistic. And through this podcast show, I do like to highlight people doing amazing and generous things. I may make our chat a bonus episode, uh, plus next Wednesday's episode, so stay tuned. Till then, stay kind, and I'll see you at the next stop. <laughs>